All right, this episode of the Dear America podcast is brought to you by my friends at Black Rifle Coffee. Listen, stop drinking Starbucks, stop drinking Dunkin' Donuts, all of those other just horrible organizations that are literally spitting in the face of your values every single day. Drink America's coffee and go to blackriflecoffee.com right now. I've been a friend of the Black Rifle guys for many, many, many years, and I love what they do. I love what they stand for. I love the millions of dollars they give every year to veteran charity organizations. They truly are a stand-up, give-back organization, and I stand by them 100%. Get your American coffee by going to blackriflecoffee.com right now. All right, what's going on, America? This is going to be a special episode. As you guys know, we've got the midterm elections coming up. Literally, let's see, today is Wednesday. Let's see, uh, <laughs> six days, six days, uh, the elections will be here. And this is a very important election. And so I wanted to talk to uh, not just my Americans that are listening, but especially Christians that are listening. I feel like American patriots understand the importance of the elections and why we need to pay attention to what is going on and why we need to vote, why we need to be so passionate about it. But oftentimes, um, I feel like Christians kind of miss the mark on this. And I feel like you've got two types. And actually, this is talked about in an article I'm going to read in its entirety um, while we discuss this. There's two types of Christians. There's the Christians that are like super involved in it, like me. And then there's the Christians that are literally like apolitical, like Jesus wasn't political, which is not true. Uh, I, you know, we just want to love everybody and and love has nothing to do with things that would be divisive and this and that. I disagree with this wholeheartedly. The Bible is very divisive because the Bible tells the truth. And in today's society, uh, the truth is in, in itself divisive. And so I just don't agree with it. I don't agree with the mentality. I don't agree with the thought process. So this is probably going to be a shorter episode, but this is a very vital episode because you need to get out and vote. Um, And especially the Christians need to get out and vote. And I hope that this episode will encourage you. Um, Again, I'm still here in the basement uh, because my son has the flu. So uh, Zach is just going to put the ads in when they need to be put in. And uh, I'm going to read you this article that actually came out from Fox News. And it basically, again, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read the article to you, and then I'm going to give you my thoughts. And it basically is titled, Would Jesus Vote? Here's what Christians should consider this election's season. All right, so here we go. When election season rolls around, Christians tend to go one of two extremes, like I talked about earlier. For some, the election becomes all-consuming. It's all that matters. The fate of the nation hangs in the balance with every vote cast. Others view the election with the distaste. They do all they can to avoid and ignore it. It seems too messy, too far from the purity and simplicity of Jesus. We have to ask ourselves, is there a better way? Should Christians vote 
And more specifically, would Jesus vote? Jesus actually gave direction for how Christians should relate to politics and culture in the Sermon on the Mount. Now, this isn't in the article, but arguably, this is not only the greatest sermon of all time, it's the greatest sermon that Jesus ever gave, the Sermon on the Mount. He told us to be his salt and light in Matthew 5, 13 through 14. A salt in the world, Christ calls us to influence our culture rather than isolate ourselves from it. So now uh, this is me talking to you now. So this is a big deal. A lot of Christians do this, right? A lot of Christians do this. We're supposed to be set apart. And by being set apart, that means we can't have any interaction of any kind with anything that's in the world. Uh, We have to seclude ourselves within our little bubble of Christianity. And then therefore we're right. Everybody else is wrong and everything else is evil and everything we do is right. I fundamentally disagree with this. I've always fundamentally disagreed with this. Is all If all you ever talk to is other Christian people, then how are you actually spreading the good news of the Lord in the first place, which is the ultimate responsibility of Christians is to spread the news of Jesus. But either way, I digress. Let's get back to the article. All right, guys, inflation continues to be a plague on our economy, our families, and our savings. And the irresponsible spending from the left just continues to exacerbate the problem. This year, we witnessed almost every kind of negative economic record from empty grocery store shelves to 40-year high inflation. Don't let your savings wither away. Hedge against inflation with gold from Birds Gold. Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 for your free information kit on diversifying into gold. Plus, when you do it this month, by Black Friday, you get a free gold bar with every purchase you make by December 22nd. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings. Text the word Graham to 989898 and claim your free info kit from Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and Birch Gold will help you do it. Once again, all you got to do is text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and ensure your eligibility for a free gold bar with every purchase. Secure your future with gold. Do it right now. This isn't in the article. This is also me. Context is everything, right? So when Jesus says we're supposed to be salt and light to the world, okay, why would he use the word salt? Okay, so like I said, context is everything. Some people read it like salt and light into the world. Okay, cool. Got it. Moving on. Salt is a very, very, very important thing. Now, this is back in the article, but it's also very relevant. Remember, salt was a preservative in Jesus's day. Okay. They use salt on everything, meat, all that stuff. Okay. It was a preservative in Jesus's day. It couldn't prevent the decay of the meat, but it could delay the decay of the meat. I think that this is absolutely powerful stuff. This is me talking to you again. In fact, I'm just going to interweave the article and me talking. It's probably annoying hearing me say that. We are called to be the salt of the earth as Christians. We know that America is not in revelations. It's not listed in the Bible. Like there's no reference of the Bible or, or excuse me, there's no reference of America in the Bible. China has been linked into the Bible. Russia has been linked. There is a vague mention of an eagle. (laughs) 
that is a stretch. But, you know, if you believe the Bible to be true, America doesn't make it, right? Now, that's not a free pass to lie down and just take it as Christians. But I think Jesus, well, I don't think, I know, Jesus was very intentional in saying salt. We as Christians are supposed to be salt to the earth for the very reason of Christians are meant to preserve spiritual and moral fabric of society wherever God has placed us. But just like salt can't preserve meat unless it first gets out of the salt shaker and penetrates the meat, God has given Christians in democratic countries or constitutional republic countries a unique way to salt the culture that Christians in other times and places did not have. We, as Americans, have been granted the freedom to choose our leaders by voting. As John Jay, the first chief of justice of the Supreme Court said, God has given us the privilege of choosing our leader in this Christian nation. And with a great privilege comes a great responsibility. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, especially Christians. It is our job to vote for the candidate and the party whose policies will best contribute to the common good. Leaders shape the value of a nation through the policies they enact. That means that Christians should work to select leaders who will govern according to God's principles and seek to advance the cause of righteousness. This is an answer for the Christians who want to avoid elections altogether. But to Christians who view elections as all important, and this is something that I've had to wrestle with as well. There is a caution that you must pay attention to. Don't forget that for a Christian, political change is not the ultimate goal. Politics is important, vitally important, because it can help us continue pursuing our true goals. As it said earlier, salt cannot prevent the decay of meat entirely. All it can do is delay the decay of meat for as long as as possible. The Christian's highest calling is to show the light of Christ to the world. We do that by sharing the good news of God's forgiveness, which comes through faith in Jesus Christ. 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 <laughs> Christ. Earthly governments can either hinder or facilitate, man, I can't talk, facilitate, facilitate that proclamation. The Apostle Paul actually wrote in 1 Timothy 2 that we should pray for governing authorities to basically leave us alone and practice our faith. In Paul's day, all you could do was pray for civil authorities. But today we have the opportunity to actually select leaders who will give us the freedom to practice our faith. Christians aren't called to save America. Let me be very clear about that. We are called to save Americans from God's judgment by sharing the good news of Christ's forgiveness. So yes, we have both the right and the responsibility, not only as Americans, but as Christians to vote in this election. We have a right and responsibility as Christians to take politics very seriously and to influence politics, not to have politics and culture influence Christians and the church. Why? Because we have to remember why we're doing it and what the ultimate purpose voting serves is. What America needs most is not a politician or a party. We need a genuine spiritual revival that only God can provide.
Wow, that's powerful stuff. Okay, listen to me. Jesus called us to be salt and light to the earth. Okay, salt was a preservative in the day. Okay, this purpose was salt was used to prevent decay of meat back in the day. Well, God called us to be salt to the earth. That means our job as Christians is to prevent decay for as long as possible. So what does this have to do with politics? Here in America, it has everything to do with politics. And this is why the church and Christians should get political. Because if we don't vote to vote in politicians and uh, legislatures in office that maintains America as a freedom of religion, freedom of worship country, we are losing the actual battle as Christians, which is to present the good news of Christ, to present the good news of Jesus, to present the good news for lost Americans. As it said in that article, our job as Christians is not to save America. Our job as Christians is to save Americans from God's judgment. And the easiest way to do that, and the most effective way to do that, and the most beneficial and the most prosperous way to get the good news out to the lost is to protect American uh, religious freedoms, American rights, to protect it from itself. Because right now we have a lot of cowardice Christians who believe wrong. It is wrong. It is false teaching to believe that Americans are just supposed to mind their own business and Americans are just supposed to just, you know, uh, well, you know, I mean, politics, whatever. No, this is false. The Bible doesn't even teach this. In fact, uh, in, I want to say it's first Peter three 15, the Bible talks about, we have a obligation. I'm doing apologetics, right? I'm taking an apologetics course. And I always heard Christian apologetics. I'm like, why in the world would we apologize to be Christians? And this goes with studying and right. Like apologetics is actually a Greek word for apologia. <laughs> It's not an English word for apology, right? And so the Greek word apologia actually means defense, right? And so in 1 Peter 3.15, it talks about we as Christians need to be ready to defend why we believe, what we believe, and why we believe it, right? So the Bible actually gives us biblical mandates to defend why we believe, what we believe as Christians, which then translates to the Sermon on the Mount being assault and light until the earth, and especially among Americans, we have an obligation to at least know what is going on politically. Because as Christians, we are supposed to influence politics and culture. Culture and politics are not supposed to influence us. Now, we can't save it for forever. But we can do what we have to do to protect it for as long as we can and to delay the ultimate decay of our society and our country and our world until Jesus comes back. Christians, listen to me when I say this to you. You have a biblical responsibility to pay attention to, to be into, and vote and speak out with politics and in culture. And any preacher that tells you otherwise, they're wrong. And, and again, I, I welcome, I say this in love, right? First Peter 3.15 says to be able to defend your position with love. I say this with love. 
You know, I really do. If I did not care, I wouldn't say anything. And a lot of people take my tone as not caring when it actually is not true at all. I, I care a lot. I care passionately. I care almost all consuming, not about politics, but about Christianity and about doing it the right way. And you are being taught false and wrong teachings when people tell you that Christians have no business in politics. The separation of church and state is a lie. It's not real. It was supposed to be the separation of state and church to keep the government out of the church. It was never meant to keep the church out of the government. And any pastor today that says otherwise, they are either lying or they are wrong. Do I think every pastor is just blatantly lying from the pulpit? No. Do I think a lot of pastors are absolutely ignorant when it comes to politics and culture? Yes, I do. In fact, I think that that is a large majority of them. It's ignorance to what is going on. And I would argue, how can you be a pastor when you do not understand the world that is going around you, if we talk about context is everything within the Bible, then why in the world do we feel as though context does not matter today? It absolutely matters. What's going on in our country right now matters. The, the repercussions of voting badly are worse. 70% of Christians do not vote. The consequences of not voting, it matters because as Christians, if our ultimate goal is to spread the good news of the word of Jesus and the birth, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, the good news of the Lord, if that is our ultimate goal and purpose, then we have every moral, religious, spiritual, and biblical responsibility to be the first ones at the polls, to be the first ones talking about the politicians that actually want to uphold our Christian values and our freedom to worship and do and say as we please within a worship context of our religion and what we believe. And 1 Peter 3.15 tells us we have a biblical authority and a biblical responsibility to be able to defend that position. So if you use just a couple things of Scripture, 1 Peter 3.15, and then you use uh, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, which you can find in Matthew 5 through 13, where Jesus talks about us being a salt and light unto the world. Those two passages of biblical scriptures gives you the authority, gives you the challenge, and gives you the biblical mandate that you have a responsibility to vote, that you have a responsibility to influence and speak out in regards to political topics as they relate through a biblical worldview through your Bible. We have a responsibility as Christians to stand bold, to stand up the end. That's all I have for this episode. Remember, November 8th, get out and vote. Get all your friends, get all your family, get out and vote for the red. I'm not even going to tell you to vote red or blue. I, I don't care. You know how I'm voting but you need to vote your Bible, okay? If you believe the Bible to be true, if you believe the Bible to be the word of God and the absolute truth, then you need to vote for the candidates that live through that lens and that, that uphold those characteristics to maintain the ability as Christian Americans, not American Christians, Christian Americans, to maintain our ability to have the freedom to speak 
about the love of Jesus, about the love of God and the good news as often as possible. That's all I have for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it encouraged you. And I hope it gave you something to think about. Uh, Make sure to share this with five of your friends. Leave us a review. Leave us five stars. It helps us in the polls. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Dear America podcast. We'll see you all again next time.